to work. An old bone shaker with a basket and triangles of fabric over the back wheel so her skirt didn't get caught in the spokes. She always smelt of beeswax and dust and wore a housecoat even when she was watching the television. She was quiet and thoughtful and never raised her voice when Grace or I came home late. Grace, my sister, was at college in Taunton, studying to be something to do with food and cooking. Sometimes she stayed in town but when she stayed at home, she'd try out new recipes on us. There'd be beef with Guinness and prunes, chicken with apricots, pork with nuts. I once asked her why she needed to muck around with food, and she told me that if I didn't like it, I didn't have to eat it, so I never said anything about her cooking again. She's got a sharp tongue in her, and I prefer not to take a lash in. So the week after I was sacked from the pig farm, I sat in my bedroom, looked at the fields and trees, listened to the radio and stroked the cat. She was called Sooty and could be a nervous, jumpy animal, but she was good with me. I was 21 years old, but that's got little to do with anything. I could have been 24, wouldn't have made any difference to what happened, or 19. Nothing would have changed. That evening, Dad came back from work and told me that Mr Evans was looking for help. His farm was a couple of miles away outside a tiny village called Starley, above a high and narrow lane. Labouring, he said. Tractoring, milking, the usual. You know how to milk? You know I do. Then go and see him. If you don't, someone else will. Dad is good at the obvious. Mum is good at being less than obvious. Three hundred years ago, she would have been dragged from the house, accused of cursing a crop of cabbages, tried by a mob, found guilty of everything bad that had ever happened anywhere in the parish, and burnt alive on the village green. Even now there are people in the village who cross the road when they see her, or the cat. She was taught stuff by her mother, who was taught stuff by her mother, who was taught stuff by her mother, and so on, till we don't know who taught who what. When I say stuff... I mean the old signs nature gives, the ones that everyone used to know but most people have forgotten. And beyond the old signs, sometimes she gets hunches, superstitious feelings, some people would say. Hunches about things that are about to happen, intuitions and insights. And beyond the insights, she sometimes does things that other people would call spells. She calls them charms. Mum's told me that she's seen some of the old signs in me and I was born with a gift I don't recognise yet. Every now and again she gives me a hint about something, an old story or the idea behind one of our charms. And although she wouldn't tell me why she bought a calf's heart and speared it with thorns and hid it in the chimney, before I went to see Mr Evans she said, put some apple pips in your shoes. The idea is that pips will sweat and sprout and their sprouting will mean that your life will sprout and whatever you wish for will grow. So I did as I was told and put the pips in my shoes and went to see Mr Evans. He was a small man with a drooping mouth and marshed watery eyes. His teeth were small and he spoke slowly with a soft slurry accent. Dad said he'd had a stroke and that was why he was looking for a worker but I wasn't curious. I wanted a job. The farm was 85 acres of pasture and copse, a herd of Frisians, a few sheep dotted at the edges, a ramshackle collection of barns and a low squat house with small windows and a fireplace in every room. Mr Evans lived alone in the house and after he'd written down a list of the things I'd have to do, 
He pointed at a caravan in the corner of the front yard and said, You can live there. It's small, but it's got a bed and a cooker. Thanks. If you want the job. Let me have a look. You do that. I stood in the caravan. It was small and smelt of damp wood and old apples. The windows were dirty and the floor was covered in dead flies. There was a sack of rotten potatoes in the place where the toilet should have been. I looked at the sack and it seeped at its corners. For no reason I thought about Christmas and a harmonica I was given when I was six. I blew it and frightened the cat into a musical panic. I'll need someone here day and night, Mr Evans said. He had a polite, old-fashioned way about him, but I knew he could be strict. He liked things done his way, the way his father had done them and his grandfather before then. I thought for a couple of minutes.